Well, welcome to Christian Challenge, and uh, really glad you guys are able to be here with us uh, again this week. Uh, this week, we have a privilege. We have uh, uh, in the conversation this week is Bevan Unra. He is the pastor of Seabreeze Community Church there in Huntington Beach, California. And I've asked Bevan if he could speak to us tonight on, on the concept of small days and really helping us to understand that. So, Bevan, could you explain to folks kind of the, the concept of small days and what that's about? Yeah, um, we tend to categorize the days of our life in usually one of, one of two ways. Either we view the day as a big day or we view it as a small day. Um, so a big day is usually a public day. It's, um, it's a, a, a day that the public gather uh, to mark the importance of it. So it'd be like a birthday. You know, it's a sad birthday if you don't have anyone gathering with you to celebrate your birthday. Graduations are big days. Weddings are big days. Funeral's a big day. It's a sad day, but it's, it's a big day. Um, you know, if you get to go on vacation, that's a big day. If you get to travel, that's a big day. So th th there are days usually that we circle on our calendars. Uh, we don't forget that they're coming. We remember them long after they've passed. So that's a big day. A small day, by contrast, is just kind of every other day. It's the kind of the ordinary days that um, make up most of our lives. Uh, it's usually a private day, which doesn't mean that no one sees, but usually very few people, if any, are watching what's happening. Uh, it's a day that's really easy to forget. Like, for example, if if someone were to ask me, so Bevan, what'd you do last Tuesday? I'd, 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 I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look on my calendar and, and uh, then I might be able to piece together some of what happened. But if you were to ask me to describe you know, the day my daughter was born or my son was born, man, I'm, I'm on that because that's a big day. Uh, but the small days, you know, we don't look forward to, we don't anticipate, um, and we don't remember. So that's kind of, so okay. we usually tend to think of our days as big days and small days. So that's, that's what I mean by a small day. It's kind of the ordinary days. Well, it seems like, Bevan, that all the days we're in right now are kind of like small days, you know? Yeah. I mean, it seems like uh, we've been... Uh, isolated and and kind of regulated the home and so it's kind of a, a lot of small days where, where did you first develop the concept where did you first come up on the concept of small days well um it was just a small day i was having my quiet time uh, just <laughs> reading the bible and i was working my way through the latter part of the old testament and those books are called the minor prophets because they're they're smaller books and so i was working through the book of zechariah and um, Zechariah is um, about the rebuilding of the Temple of Jerusalem. So the Assyrian army had come through, um, sacked Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, and then uh, decades later, they began to rebuild the temple. And so it's really a, a book by the prophet Zechariah on kind of God's take on the rebuilding of the temple and, and what was going into that. And... Um, so I've often thought it'd be pretty fascinating if a documentary were made about the building of the temple. That'd just be a fascinating thing to watch, you know. And so this is kind of God's documentary on the rebuilding of the temple. And what st stood out to me is there's only one day of the actual construction process. So one day, my estimate is that it took about 7,300 days to build the temple. And God only points his finger to one day. 
And this occurred to me as I was, so this is the verse that really stood out to me as I was reading through it. So Zechariah 4.10 says, who despises the day of small things? Men will rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. So that verse stood out to me because I had no idea at that point, I didn't even know what a plumb line was. I, I was trying to figure out what, what, what is this? So turns out as I did a little more studies, Zerubbabel is the guy that was in charge of construction and a plumb line. Actually, I had a guy at my church make this for me. So this is a, a plumb line. So, you know, you kind of hang it down like that and the weight because of the gravity of the earth uh, makes this string square. So basically what Zerubbabel was doing is some part of the building, probably a wall had been constructed and he was measuring it with a plumb line to make sure that the wall was straight so that the further construction would be uh, properly done. So that's a pretty small and mundane task in the overall process. You know, I would have thought if I was doing a documentary, I would maybe want to talk about the day the tent, the ground was broken and the project began, or maybe the day it was finished or about a year later, they had a dedication, but there's no mention of those days in this book. It's just this one day. And then that question, who despises the day of small things? So that's a question God asks. And the answer is pretty obvious. I mean, the, the right answer is not me. <laughs> You know, who despises, I don't, I'm not, I'm not despising small days. So God's basically saying, don't, don't despise the importance of the small day. And as I read through that, understood it and got thinking about it, I realized that I was in fact uh, despising small days. And for me, one of the first convictions that God brought on me about this was, um, you know, I'm, I pastor a church, and so for me, probably the biggest day of the week is Sunday. I mean, that's the day where I stand up in front of a lot of people and I talk. And so uh, it's pretty obvious that if I don't show up and do a good job on Sunday, eventually I don't get to show up anymore. I don't, I, you know, I'd lose my job. So that was the day that I worked hard towards and I got nervous about, and that was kind of the big day um, for me. And it's not that that's not a big day. It is a big day. But then come Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, if I was really tired or really busy, you know, having my quiet time, sometimes, you know, I'd be consistent and sometimes I wouldn't be consistent. And and here I'm a pastor, but as long as I show up in front of the people on Sunday and do a good job, nobody sees whether I'm having my quiet time on Tuesday morning. And therefore, my job's not dependent on it. No one's going to hold me accountable for that. That's just a me and God thing. And so because it's small, I really was undervaluing the power of those kinds of opportunities that happen in the small day. And... Um, I was kind of viewing the small days as the necessary and boring and mundane thing you have to get through in order to get to the big days, you know, the big fun days, the big public days, the celebration days, and everything else was kind of the necessary stuff you have to slog through. So I was really convicted by that statement of who despises the day of small things, because I knew the answer was supposed to be not me, but the answer was, in fact, I am. Well, that's good. Bevan, what, why do you think 
a tendency on our part? Why do you think the tendency on all of our parts to underestimate the value of small days? Um, well, I think part of it I've alluded to, it's because um, nobody's looking at the small days. Um, usually they're, they're in our homes or, you know, in, in the moments of life where nobody sees what's going on. And so there, therefore what that means is there's no immediate consequence if we squander those days. Um, you know, if, if we're at work even, um, and we decide to be lazy or not take advantage of, you know, the opportunity to do the work, well then immediately, you know, there's gonna be consequence. But because the small days, there's no consequence, I think that's why it's easy for us to dismiss their, their importance. Um, I think another reason is because there's so many of them that it almost seems like it's no big deal if you waste a few here or there, because there's another one coming tomorrow, you know? So if I waste today, oh, well, I get a, I get a do over tomorrow. I get a whole nother 24 hour reset. And then if I waste that one, I mean, I've got, you know, especially if you're young, you look out of the future and it's like, oh, I've got so many days coming. It doesn't matter if I blow this day off or not, you know? Um, so what we, what we tend not to see, and I, it took me a while to understand this is that uh, the enemy, Satan himself is, he is not a stationary being. He is a moving stalking being. Scripture refers to him as like a line that stalks us. And so what that means is if we're not moving, we're in danger. So if, if I'm not following God, if I just sit down and don't pursue God today, then the enemy's designs on my life, I've just put myself in danger by, not, by being passive because he's now gonna be able to take advantage of that. Now that may show up in this small day or it may not, but I've, I've put myself you know, um, in danger. So, um, and, and then it's just, you know, we, we just don't see the cumulative power that small days have because everyone, um, everyone sees the big days. No one sees the small days. And so we, we miss the cumulative power. For example, um, I did not really get serious about memorizing verses until probably 14 years ago. I mean, I had several runs at it and, you know, maybe a few months here or there, and then something would happen and I stopped doing it. But I got real daily and real consistent about 14 years ago. And the reason is because I, I have a friend that every time I was around him and he was trying to help people with different circumstances in life, he had a verse for him. And I saw how helpful that was. And I thought, I really would like to do that. And then I realized, well, I can't just, I just can't suddenly do that. You know, this, this is not like the matrix where you can download a program and, oh, now I've got all, my, all the verses, you know. I mean, I, I have to, this is going to take time. And so I, that's, at that point, I said, I've, I've got to get serious about this. And now, 14 years later, I'm not able to, you know, do as much as my friend, but I'm, I'm, I personally have really benefited and it's really been a help to people. And so I thought, man, I really wished I could have 20 years back of memorizing verses. I mean, I'm glad I got 14, but what if I'd had 34? Oh my goodness. 
that so I think so I think we missed the cumulative power of of what the days all added together can represent and so I think it's easy to squander and I think another reason why we, we tend to underestimate the small days is because we are a media culture and small days don't ever show up on the screen you know it's the big days I mean, if the small days show up on the screen, it's because it's, they're really weird or they're really dark or they're really scary. And therefore, they're, they're not really small days. They're kind of bizarre days. And so we're, we're so, we so uh, are shaped by what we see on the screens now that um, we just don't think small days are important because small days don't make the cut. They don't get on the screen. Um, you know, so what we see on the screens is, is, has been produced, more or less. And therefore, I think we begin to expect that life is kind of like that. Like, we watch the Olympics, and we know that those people must have worked something hard, but all we, we don't even know them until they win the gold medal, and then they're interviewed, and we are told that we can be like them and accomplish whatever we dream. And there's just no mention of how many thousands and thousands of small days of work that went into even the chance to compete, you know? So that's just the way life is now is we're a media culture and we tend to think that big days just materialize out of thin air, like stuff on the screen does, but big days are only made possible by, a whole bunch of small days that no one was there cheering, no one was prodding, no one was encouraging. It was just you and God, and that was it. Well, that's really, really good. I'll tell you what, we did a series uh, a while back where we talked about different principles, and one of them was the cumulative principle about how you don't realize what uh, the effect of things you do that add up over time, and you also don't realize the effect of things you don't do. That right. add up over time, you know, but, um, you know, yeah. if Bevan, if small days are the ones that carry the power for us, what, what can we be doing right now to buy up the small days? Well, um, I would say there's, there's two big opportunities that exist in every small day. And then, um, there's five rituals that I would recommend to consider to, to work on daily. Um, the two opportunities first, I would say the, the first opportunities, it's, it's in the small days that we get a chance to set direction. Um, basically, every day we wake up, we get to decide what this day is about. I mean, is this, is this going to be a following Jesus day and doing the things that are important to him? Or is this going to be a me day? Or is this going to be a day of rebellion. Um, so every day, it's amazing to me how we sleep at night and we wake up in the morning and it's almost like we've got to reset our compass and redecide, you know, what we're going to be about. And so every day we're given a chance to set direction. Um, and so it's, it's, it's those cumulative days where we actually keep setting the same direction that allow us to arrive at some destinations that, that are really a blessing and that are really, really good. Uh, one of the phrases in that Zechariah book talks about 
Um, Zerubbabel's struggling because they don't have enough workers. And God says, this is in Zechariah 6.15, he talks about that all of a sudden one day, people from far away are going to show up and start helping him build the temple, rebuild the temple. And then he says at the end, the reason is because he says, this will happen if you diligently obey the Lord your God. So you wouldn't necessarily connect those two. You would think, well, if I need 100 more workers, then, you know, he didn't have email, so I need to send 100 messengers to go to different places and try to recruit 100 workers. Or I need to make 100 phone calls, I would say, or emails. Or, But what God is saying is, that, no, if you diligently, and diligently is a small day word. I mean, it's a every day. You, you, you aren't diligent one day. You're diligent day after day after day. And what he's saying is, if you diligently obey me, then I'm going to show up in ways that you could never have orchestrated to accomplish things you could never have done. Um, but that only happens as day after day after day, we decide, okay, we're going to obey God. We're, we're going to do the right thing. And if we get off track, we're going to get back on track. And we're, we're just going to keep setting our nose in the direction of obeying you know, what scripture says. So I think that's one of the opportunities is every day we get a chance, the small days we get a chance to set direction. The other thing is that every small day we get a chance to make progress in that direction. So, you know, you set your direction, but then, then you get to move. You, get, you get to start moving uh, in that direction. So like I mentioned with the scripture memory thing, it's just like I decided I wanted to memorize scripture. That's one of the things that I thought would really help me obey God and help other people. Well, every day I decide to do it, but then I actually have to do it. So then you carve out the time and you do it. And if you get interrupted, then you fight for that time to do it before the sun sets or before your head hits the pillow that night. So it's in the small days that we set direction and in the small days that we, uh, we, make, we make progress. So I think those are two things that every day, it's, it's probably the greatest gift that we're given and we don't see it. Every day we wake up is another day that we can obey God and another day that we can grow. And those, those will add up into um, a blessing in this life and the life to come that is far greater than the biggest day that we could ever experience in this life. It's all of those cumulative days that, that really, so those are the opportunities that um, actually really make every small day exciting because small days by definition tend to be not exciting in and of themselves, but this is what the opportunity is that's embedded in every small day. So those are the two opportunities. I would say the five rituals. So this, this came out of one of the things I began to notice after I studied Zechariah, studied Zechariah was how many comments are made, um, particularly in the New Testament, about days and daily. Um, for example, so here's one of the rituals. Uh, Jesus himself repeating what was said in Deuteronomy says in Matthew 6, 11, um, you know, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, so in the prayer is, you know, for God to provide our daily bread. So the idea is, is that just like we need food every day, we need to ingest God's word. And what that means is not just hear it. That would be like taking a bite of bread and not swallowing it, you know. So you take a bite of bread, and then you chew it, which means, you know, you try to figure out what this means. 
and you swallow it and that turns into life. It turns into what your body does. So that's what we do with God's word. We, we take a, a bite of it. We read some of it. We work to understand it. And then we work to do it into our life. And we, we do that every day. You know, we don't, we don't um, take days off usually. We eat every day. And I've known some people, you know, as they're working on trying to get this pattern in their life, you know, they miss a few days, they get real discouraged and they think, you know what, this just isn't going to work. And I, I say, well, you know, you don't treat food that way. I mean, if you meet, if you miss lunch, you don't say, well, I guess I'm, I guess I just can't eat. Well, no, you, you make up for it. You have a big dinner, you know? So, so just, but anyways, that's a practice, a daily practice, the daily bread. Another one I would say related to that, you know, together, I think is helpful is daily prayer. Uh, what's interesting about Paul in the letters in the New Testament is how many times he talks about the fact that he's praying for them daily. Sometimes he says night and day. But so the idea is that Paul had this pattern of just bringing people and their needs and his needs to God daily. So that's another daily uh, ritual that I think helps the small days really, really matter and help us set direction and make progress. Another, uh, so that's the second one. So daily bread, which is taking God's word in daily, daily prayer, and then daily surrender. Jesus himself in Luke 9, 23 says, we, we are to take up our cross daily and follow him. Not annually, not once, but every day. And the idea is, is that every day we have to decide are we willing to sacrifice and pay a price to do what God wants us to do? Some days the price feels a little higher than other days, but every day we have to decide, is this a me day or is this a Jesus day? And that's kind of the take up the cross. And that just has to be done daily. Because I'm convinced every day we wake up arrogant, self-centered people, and we have to decide, you know, take up the cross, die to ourselves, Decide that this day is about what Jesus wants. And I, that has to be done at least every day. And for me, I have to be reminded sometimes several times during the day just to stay on track. And then the, uh, the fourth one is daily encouragement. Hebrews 3.13, we are told to encourage one another daily. This, I think this verse is so funny because it says encourage one another daily as long as it's called a day. So it's kind of like in case you forgot what a day meant, it's as long as it's called a day do this every day. So the idea is, is that every day we get discouraged. I mean, just in a broken world and we're broken people and it's just, it's just the energy and the courage just drains out. So we need to connect with other people. Um, and we need to talk to other people and be honest with other people and encourage other people. And that's a daily need, you know, encourage mother daily. And then the, the last one is daily trouble. The, in Matthew 6, 34, Jesus talks about why we shouldn't worry. And he says, each day has enough trouble of its own. And the word there, enough, means a barrier in the Greek language, which the New Testament is written. And so the idea is that Jesus has established a trouble barrier around every single day. And therefore, we may need to do some planning for tomorrow or the future. But if we start worrying about the future, then we're going to squander the problems that are in front of us today that need our attention today. And so a daily ritual is to work on not worrying so that I can really be present 
and make the most of both the challenges and the opportunities that are embedded, embedded in today. So those are the five daily rituals that I would, would recommend. So the daily bread, daily prayer, daily surrender, daily encouragement, and then daily trouble. Those, those are great. Those are really practical too, Bevan, just, uh, just in uh, helping folks to be able to get their hands around that and begin to put it into practice. Yeah. You know, guys, I would encourage you, um, Bevan, uh, Bevan is a guy that's been a dear friend for years, and I would encourage you to, you know, surround yourself with friends that are like that, because, you know, as you pick those, you really do pick your future. And man, when you're spending a whole lot of small days, sometimes you don't always get to be around people that encourage you all the time, but uh, you begin to be one that does encourage and does that. Uh, Bevan, are there final thoughts you would have for the students, things you'd want us to know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting to me how, you know, with the virus and uh, it's, it's kind of, we talked a little bit about this, but it's like by government decree, there are no more big days for now, you know? So those of you that were hoping to graduate in a big ceremony, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be probably something as big as it would be maybe later, but not now, you know, um, we just came off of Easter, which is of course one of the biggest days of the year. And it was kind of like, hello, hello. <laughs> Anybody here? He's risen. Can anyone hear, you know? And, and of course, you know, we're doing everything on zoom and, Zoom is helpful, but man, it's not, Zoom is not big enough to make it a big day. It just kind of emphasizes, you know, the fact that we're all hunkered down in our stay-at-home environments. Um, so I think it's, it's a real opportunity right now for us. And I think, I, I've wondered, wonder what God's doing in this. And I think the one thing he's doing is basically helping all of us to say, look, you haven't lost the most important thing. And that is the small days. You know, you get a chance every day now to focus. You don't, you know, you're not distracted by these big days you circle on the calendar because those have all been wiped away. And so one of the verses that's really stood out to me is the second Corinthians four sixteen talks about, it says, therefore do not lose heart. I mean, that's one of the things that's easy to do in this situation is just get discouraged just lose heart. Um, and it says, the reason is, it says, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. So there's that another day by day kind of thing. So the outside wasting away is automatic. Um, you, you know, if you're, if you're younger, you're maybe outwardly, you're physically, you're, you maybe haven't reached your peak yet. If you're like Neil and I, we reached our peak some time ago and we're on the downside of that, you know, I can't even wasting away curve. Um, so basically what it's saying is time is not a friend to us physically. Every day we live, we're closer to the day we die. So, but embedded in the trouble that comes and the wasting away that comes is the opportunity every single day to be renewed. So if, if you take time and you graph it physically, it's, it's down until you die. But if you take that same timeline, there's an internal opportunity to be renewed day by day. But again, that doesn't, you can't decide to suddenly one day be renewed. You, you, you can make the decision that you want to begin to be renewed in a day, 
but then tomorrow you've got to work on that. And then the next day you got, and so every single day, the, the timeline that we're given is a, is a small window in all of eternity that is the opportunity for us to be renewed on the inside. There's nothing you can do about the outside decline. But the choice is, what are we going to do about the inside? Are, are we going to be renewed day by day? So I, I think it's, for me, it's been a huge encouragement to, to refocus again on the small days and remember that even though we don't have the big celebrations and we can't get together like we used to, it'll make those that much sweeter when we can. But what we can do is still the big stuff. We can walk with God today. We really can love other people. We can connect with people. We can obey him. We can partake of his word daily. We can turn that into obedience and we can be renewed day by day. So that verse you know, um, has really helped. And the next verse talks about, you know, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. So I think this is just a unique opportunity for us to to really consider, all right, what's important? The unseen is what's important. And that's that's what we can work on, even while we're sheltering in place. (laughs) Well, that, that is a great word, Bevan. Bevan, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, be with us and, and to share with us tonight. I know that uh, uh, we thoroughly enjoyed uh, having you uh, come in and join us over spring break whenever we didn't get to go to spring break, one of those big days that was yeah. uh, aborted there. So uh, thank yeah. you for that as well. We just uh, were really grateful for the, for the time. So thank you. Well, good. Thanks, Dan.